0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Do you really know the connection between your teeth and the rest of your health? Did you know that problems in your body can affect your teeth and vice versa? If you have silver fillings, what could they be doing to present a toxic environment to your system? Welcome to the Tooth Body Connection with Dr. Dawn Ewing. In this program, you'll learn about precautions and safe practices in order to keep your teeth and the rest of your body at safe and healthy levels of life. Now, here is Dr. Dawn Ewing.
2: Yes, this is Dr. Dawn Ewing with the Tooth Body Connection, the health and wellness channel on Voice America. I am the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine's executive director. I started off in dentistry and kind of morphed into medicine, <clears throat> found out that there was a very tight connection between what happens in the mouth and what happens in the body. The organization that I'm affiliated with has a mission statement where we feel very... Um, it's really important that we empower the public to educate themselves so that they can make their own choices. I am so excited today to introduce my my guest speaker, who is a doctor. Well, he is kind of is a doctor of jurisprudence, uh, Charlie Brown, who is the national. Counsel for a Consumer of Dental Health. I have to tell you guys how I first became affiliated or aware of Charlie Brown. Um, First off, Charlie has a funny name, and I'm (laughs) sure he gets razzed about that all the time. But years ago, there was a dentist in California, Dr. Landerman, who lost his license because he was refusing to place amalgams in people's mouths. And Charlie, you can back me up if that's true or not. In fact, the board came down to him and said, we'll let you keep your license as long as you will place mercury fillings because that is the standard of care. That's what insurance pays for. And Andy, many years ago, became very aware that mercury was toxic for individuals and was making a choice not to place mercury fillings in people's mouths. Then came this gentleman who is also no longer with us. Um, He's kind of moved on to the big sky above Bob Jones, who felt just as passionate about mercury fillings as well as root canals, and he kind of helped co-create the organization that Charlie is with. I have to tell you guys that Charlie is the ever-ready bunny. This man never stops. You're going to see or hear how passionate he is in the excitement of his voice. He's Radical crazy about trying to get messages across. He has inlined himself and become affiliated and supported by Dr. Joe Mercola, who is this week as we speak, although this will air a couple weeks afterwards, um, created a campaign for mercury-free dentistry. And we're going to share that with you in the segment that you will hear aired before this. (laughs) But I would like for Charlie to kind of tell us how you got started in Consumers for Dental Choice. How how did that organization come into being?
3: Uh, sure, Don, and it's uh, really great to share time with you. you you've had uh, just about as diverse experience and, and as a health professional and as a public policy person as anyone I know. You uh, uh, as, a, as a dental hygienist, as a naturopath, as a executive director of a dental. Society, a society of physicians and dentists, and all the other health professionals. A member of the Texas Dental Board earlier uh, in public policy, and so you're working in policy now in in, in healthcare professional work. And uh, you have uh, these uh, several degrees to help you uh, do that. Several uh, fields of training. So, like you say, medicine and dentistry, and very very few people combine the two, even though they should be combined for everyone in terms of providing healthcare. Um, well I was a lawyer, I am a lawyer, and I was uh, uh, we, we were approached actually by uh, by a, a law firm I was in with Jim Turner and Dave Swankin, Swankin, and Turner to um, address this uh, concern of Dennis being uh, gagged of Dennis being told who who wanted to tell the people about mercury. They were told by their dental boards to uh, keep their mouths shut, and those who didn 't had real legal problems, like you mentioned uh, my very close uh, late friend Andy Landerman. So um, after some discussion of this, the two people that really started this organization, and we recognize as the co-founders of Consumers for Dental Choice, were Bob Jones, as you mentioned. Bob held a national conference in Denver involving Hal Huggins and, and a number of other uh, advocates, the Coors family and um, advocates from Iowa, Alaska, uh, physicians, dentists, uh, all kinds of people. Uh, Sue Ann Taylor, working from the other end of the country, who is uh, still the president of the Board of Directors of Consumers for Dental Choice, a, a journalist in Atlanta, a renowned journalist, for all, doing all kinds of work in public issues of all of all sorts, and Sue Ann had come to uh, Turner and me, Jim Turner and me, and asked us to get started on this. So Sue Ann and Bob, who didn't know each other, were working on the same idea, and that's why we recognized the two of them as co-founders for Consumers for Dental Choice. So my early years of this work, as you mentioned, was representing the dentists, the dentists who were told that they could not be mercury-free. And keep their license. And we were able to uh, re- re- turn that around, um, turn that around to the point that uh, with the raising the First Amendment, my wife is a, an attorney, much better attorney than I am, and uh, said uh, I should be pushing the First Amendment. They're just a free speech issue, straight out, flat out. And we did. And we started winning and won a lot of them. And the funny thing now is the, the men and women who are the most outspoken today are the Mercury Free Dennis. They were, supposed to t- they were told to keep quiet. They're more outspoken. The dentists who are still pro-mercury, still putting mercury in people's mouths, they're pretty quiet about it. They won't even tell people it's mercury. So the paradigm has really flipped 100- 180 degrees on that. So anyway, um, so we had those battles in the 1990s to keep the dentists on, in the playing field so they could serve consumers and they could do what they're good at, which is taking care of patients, taking care of their health and keeping mercury out of their mouths. Um, and then but by 2001, one, I thought it was time to for me professionally to move from my law practice to doing this full time, so I moved over to run the consumer group, Consumers for dental choice it didn 't really have a full time director um, and that 's what i 've been doing since nationally for years and now and since two thousand and ten internationally
2: so i I heard you say that, that that this all started kind of in the 1990s Now, <clears throat> I want to make listeners aware of how far we have not come here in the United States. This last year, so 2014, I got a call from a dentist who um, is here in the United States. We're not talking about abroad. And, you know, as United States citizens, we always pride ourselves that what we do is better than any other country. I I don't know where we get that, but that's oftentimes what we think. This dentist called me to tell me that a woman came to his office and she personally chose to have her amalgams, her mercury fillings, removed from her mouth. She had done research and she wanted to have it done in a safe fashion. So she signed a release form saying that she understood her fillings were still serviceable, which meant that there was no decay around there, and that she was making a personal choice to have the fillings removed. He removed them and replaced them with white composite fillings, only for her to return to her old dentist in the same state to get her teeth cleaned. And the dentist said, "'Who took out your amalgam fillings?' And she said, uh, another dentist, not because I don't like you, but because I wanted it done in a particular way. I didn't want to get exposed to mercury. Please don't get mad at me. He said, I'm not mad, but what what, what physician signed a release form, an authorization saying that these mercury fillings were toxic for you? She said, what? Now, in that state, you are required to have a physician in the link giving the dentist permission to take out the mercury fillings. That personally makes me so angry I can't see straight. As a a United States citizen, I feel like I have the right to do what I want with my body. And so I am completely appalled that here in the United States we still have states that think that they can mandate what I can and cannot do. So, Charlie, can you comment on that?
3: You know, let me let me tell you a story because I think we can turn that against the state and the the the, the uh, basically the enterprise aspect of any state government. Um, we uh, also succeeded in, in in returning to dentistry an outstanding uh, uh, at that point young dentist, Larry Hannes, who had lost his license again for saying the right things, doing the right things, being mercury free. And I became his lawyer, and we applied to get his license back. And the dental board was not very happy with that, but we had already beaten them once. We'd persuaded the attorney general that their gag rule had to go. When I say gag rule, it's what I was referencing earlier—that you cannot be a, uh, you cannot talk about the things you just mentioned. You can't talk about the toxicity of mercury. So Larry's hearing was coming before the dental board. He had so many supporters. He's such a wonderful guy. We had a room full of people in the basement of a uh, church in Des Moines, and uh, I said. Uh, and, and they said, uh, you know, what do we do? How can we have an impact? I said, look, I said, here's the phone number of the governor of Iowa. And I want everybody tomorrow, this hearing's in two days, I want everybody tomorrow to call the governor's office. Call this phone number and say, "Look, how come I have to leave the state to get dental care? How come I have to go to Omaha, Nebraska or St. Louis, Missouri or Minneapolis to get uh, dental care because I want a mercury-free dentist and this state won't allow mercury-free dentists." And of course, the governor's office gets the point. We're losing business. We're losing people to go to other states to get work that anybody could somebody could do here. So when that hearing came, the governor's office sent a rep (laughs) to watch the hearing. And yes, Larry did get his license back, and he's practicing in Iowa City and doing so very well. And um, so I think the the, the point is we we can, can, with any of these inane, stupid ideas, we can turn things around. I mean, we can turn things around and give the right kind of arguments.
2: So I I do remember years ago that the state of California had their board sunset can you explain to the listeners what that means?
3: Oh, yeah, we did it. Put them out of business. They, they had to start over. And uh, they were so anti-public. And, and starting with the point, they were pro-mercury dentistry. They weren't even neutral. They said, as you mentioned, you must have an amalgam, and you must offer amalgam to the patient. Landerman wouldn't do it, Dr. Andy Landerman. And we had, that was the battle. That was the battle in California. The dental board lost. And so we went ahead and and uh, we, we persuaded the legislature, to, 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 well, the Department of Consumer Affairs decided that it had to shut down. The board was shut down, recreated, and when it was recreated, we got two terrific folks on the board with a whole different dental board. One of them is Dr. Chester Yokoyama, mercury-free dentist in L.A., the other is a consumer advocate we still work with a lot, Kevin Biggers from Southern California. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, the board had to change. We, it's true. The board was sunset, put out of business, and I can tell you, as, as we they say in America, when California sneezes, America catches a cold. And the impact of a dental board getting the death penalty, which is what happened, uh, had an effect on other dental boards. That was the seminal event that where dental boards started to back off and said, man, if we start enforcing this gag rule, we stop people from having their First Amendment rights. They might put me off this board because every board member was thrown off the board when the board went out of business. So, and so was the executive director. She he was fired, too. So, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a great event. took place in 2001, and by 2004, it took a little time. We had a fact sheet that was a pretty good fact sheet that every patient had to have in their hands before, um, before the dentist could do any work.
2: We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to hear what Proposition 65 is. Stay tuned.
1: You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Doctor Dawn at drdawn.net. That's drdawn at drdawn.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection.
2: I'm Dr. Dawn Ewing. I am here with the Tooth Body Connection. Today we're speaking with uh, Charlie Brown. And Charlie can be, if you want to go to their website, it's www.toxicteeth-free.org. So it looks like toxicteeth-free.org. Actually, so,
3: ma'am, it's, 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 that's two different websites, said uh, Dr. Dawn. It's free. The, the, to, 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 the, excuse me. It's toxicteeth, dot toxic org, or mercury freeorg dot org. They are both our websites: mercury-free, dot org or toxicteeth, one word: ToxicTeeth.org. dot org.
2: Okay. Thank you for clarifying that for me, Charlie. So could, we were talking about fact sheets. Now I know that in uh, California, they actually have rules that we don't have. I'm in Texas, Uh, obviously you can tell by my accent, but they have rules there that we don't have. For instance, is it true that there has to be a placard out in the waiting room uh, informing a patient that, you know, if you're pregnant maybe the mercury vapor might be too high and it might not be the safest place for you to be or that if the the dentist was going to use something that had amalgam in it or had high nickel content, that they would have to make the patient aware because certainly here in Texas, we don't have to say anything.
3: Yeah, they do in California, absolutely. Again, that was part of our movement of Consumers for Dental Choice after the Landerman case and, and a dentist must hand the patient a... A what they call a fact sheet that describes his or her choices, or, the, or to a parent, the choice for their child, um, and, and has information about dental fillings. Now it's mixed. There's a lot of stuff. Like when a committee does something, you get good stuff and bad stuff, but it has some very strong language. And in quoting part of it: toxicity of dental materials, a slash dental amalgam. Uh, Mercury in its elemental form is on the state of California's proposition 65 list of chemicals known to the state, known to the state to cause reproductive toxicity. And then here's the strong sentence. Mercury may harm the developing brain of a child or fetus. Every dentist is required to give that to every patient before the dental care begins. How enforced that is, we're not sure, but uh, it's right there in the law, and the patient has to sign that they've read it, and it goes right into the patient's chart. So it's a wh- easy way to check to see if the dentist is playing fast and loose with the patient or not.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's the right to know. It's the right for the dentist to know that he's putting something toxic in someone's mouth, and it's the right for the patient to have choices and to know that my insurance will pay for an amalgam filling. It won't pay as much for a composite, but there's a health risk with the amalgam, so do I want to pay the difference?
3: Well, we're, we're trying to try to change that insurance, Don, As you know, many of your members of IABDM signed on to a letter we sent to Aetna to say, insurance saying, you must end the consumer penalty. You must end the consumer penalty for uh, two people that choose mercury-free dentistry, and that's a campaign. We also have a, 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 a change.org petition with over 2,000 names. Dr. Mercola's talked about it. Um, we are pushing Aetna hard on the private insurance. Now, that we're doing the same other places for, for Medicaid. Um, Medicaid either mandates amalgam or doesn't, but if they don't, it's not well known. So we have some real champions in the field in Oregon and Connecticut, which are our pilot states. In Connecticut, we're working with Councilwoman Cynthia Jennings Who's uh, holding uh, holding hearings on the state mandating mercury in the mouth for Medicaid patients, which is a moral outrage, and we're focused, uh, we're fighting to change it. And in Oregon, we're working with County Commissioner Mary Sterrett of Yamhill County, who, where the state does allow choice, but I don't even think the dentists know it. So we're going to publicize the point that that a Medicaid family can walk in and get choices. You you go beyond that, there's other places, the Indian reservations. It's just it's just it's Criminal, just what it's mercury, mercury, mercury for the Indian children, and we're doing the same thing there. We're aligning with a real strong a nonprofit group out of San Francisco, the International Indian Treaty Alliance, and we are petitioning. We we will be petitioning the uh, in, the, um, <clears throat> the Bureau of Indian Affairs and the Indian Health Service to follow through on what Native American groups have already demanded, which is to stop using amalgam on the reservations.
2: Yeah. So, you know, having been on the board, the board is not ignorant. They're not made up of people who intentionally make bad choices. I, I personally think that they're not enlightened for the most part. I know I certainly, I didn't have a clue about any of this when I served on the dental board. Um, but as we all know, consumers can make a difference. Consumers can drive your legislatures to make changes. So, Charlie, can you give us some ways that consumers can make a difference?
3: Sure. Uh, Consumers can can and should continue to sign the Change.org petition to Aetna. Uh, consumers are gathering in Hartford for the hearing, uh, hearings of Councilwoman uh, Jennings. Uh, we're we're in, in any of our test states, we're trying to gather uh, consumers, either on national petitions. I can give you an example where consumer input specifically worked, and that was the Environmental Protection Agency of the United States was considering for, for several years, and then started delaying the idea of mandating that every dentist must have a separator. The idea of a dentist dumping mercury in the water, very, very common, by the way, among the pro-mercury amalgam-using dentists, just dumping it rather than having technology to catch it. Um, they, they were gonna mandate the technology, and then it went on the shelf. EPA gave up and decided not to go forward. We started a petition working with Dr. Mercola, working with the Environmental Groups of America, and, like the Natural Resources Defense Council, over ten thousand people signed on to that, and we heard, and the staff of EPA by the way, wanted to move forward, and the staff was delighted because they said this did affect their bosses and this This uh, rule came back off the shelf, became active, and now it's it 's headed toward being final in 2016, final, meaning every dentist in America is going to have to have technology and stop dumping the mercury down the drain, but must catch it instead. And this is uh, obviously real important for every dentist to do. I mean, your members already do it at dawn, uh, but every dentist has got to do that. So, but that, that that was definitely consumer involvement. So, I urge people to stay on our, our, uh, on our website and get our announcements. If you want to uh, uh, get what we're urging people, people to do, and we often urge action, uh, write me charlie at Charlie i e at toxicteeth.org. We'll put you on the list, and uh, I hope you'll stay engaged with us.
2: Yeah, now you mentioned the EPA, but I, I'm about to um, open a, you know, a complete beehive here. Make a comment about the FDA.
3: Well, fda is is, is is remains the big problem i mean we, we when I started, there was an iron triangle Don, of uh, that kept amalgam uh, uh, universal and kept consumers totally in the dark, and that was the dental boards. The American Dental Association and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, well, we defeated the state dental boards, that part of the iron triangle, the the, the iron, I-R-O-N, iron triangle, or the mercury triangle, humorously, Um, and the dental boards no longer can silence our dentists. Um, second uh, was the American Dental Association. Well, we neutered them at the uh, at the um, national international conference, the Minamata Convention on Mercury. They didn't want they didn't want amalgam in that uh, treaty, and they definitely didn't want it in in a place where we could amend it and get uh, get amalgam banned in the future uh, internationally. And they uh, they lost. Amalgam's in the treaty. Every country must take steps immediately to reduce its use, and a roadmap is there. A roadmap is there to end amalgam in in the long term, and I hope more in the short term. Um, so two parts of that iron triangle are, are, are no longer formidable, stopping us. Either the, neither the American Dental Association nor the state dental boards. What is there is the food, U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and they're horrible. I mean, they they continue to urge more amalgam use. They continue to uh, uh, g- complement the idea of silver fillings, which is a massive consumer deception. They aren't silver; they're mercury. Uh, they continue to urge more use of amalgam. Um, Our strategy there is twofold. One is to keep fighting FDA, but the other is to work around them. And what I've been talking about today of working around FDA means we change the marketplace. There were 3% 20 years ago when we started, Don, 3% of the dentists were mercury-free. Now the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency says it's 50, says it's 50. Maybe it's not quite 50, but it's sure getting there. It's going to be more than 50 pretty soon. So the market has changed. The dentists are now mercury free, oh, you know, substantially and soon overwhelmingly. On the other side, we're going to change consumer demand. Get the consumers informed. They're getting informed more and more, demanding mercury free dentistry and then making sure that Aetna and Delta Dental don't get in the way or Medicaid or Indian Health Service make sure they change and make sure consumers have access to mercury free dentistry. So we can simply change the market we can bring mercury free dentistry to to the united states of america don right over the heads go working right around fda if they stand they can't stand in the way anymore they're no longer the 400 elephant in the room 400 pound whatever it is elephant in the room blocking any uh, any any uh, progress at all there's still a huge there's still a huge problem don't get me wrong they're a huge problem but they are not insurmountable because we can work around it. the playing field is much wider much wider
2: I like what you said about uh, we have more dentists that are mercury-free, but the caution that I want to give listeners is that mercury-free does not mean mercury-safe. Mercury-safe is a dentist that follows a particular protocol to get those toxic fillings out of your mouth that doesn't create a mercury vapor cloud that you are then inhaling. In order to find a dentist like that, our group has a website that you can go to. It's www.i That way you can go look for a dentist in your state. And, of course, you always want to question the doctor about the protocols that they use. We've already had a show on that. You can go backtrack and listen to that show to find out what the protocols are and the questions that you should be asking. You can go to our Facebook page and get the questions and download those that have the answers that you would like to hear. When we come back from this next break... We're going to talk about, in better detail, the Minamata Convention that Charlie touched on. We'll be right back.
1: You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdawn.net. That's drdawn at drdawn.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection.
2: This is Dawn Ewing, the Executive Director of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. Today, we're focused on what you can do as a consumer. It is important to me that you get educated about where you can get information so that you can start driving the health choices that you make. When you go to a dentist's office, you need to be able to, with confidence, and not have someone roll their eyes about using a mercury filling, be very comfortable in the decision that you make and the requests that you have for using composite or white fillings as you might see them. Today we're talking with Charlie Brown who is enlightening us about what he is doing And, and realize that Charlie, you can see how passionate he is in just the way he's speaking, but Charlie doesn't just address this here in the United States. He has taken this internationally. So I want him to expand on what the Minamata Convention is when it started and and kind of go from there so charlie i 'm going to leave that with you
3: uh, don i 'm delighted to do that dr don Ewing and i I do want to stress what you said. Uh before the break and after, and that is, go to a mercury-free dentist. Don't go to a man or woman that says, well, I'll give you mercury-free dentistry, but that, that uh, low-income family down the street, I, I'm not going to give them a mercury-free dentistry. If that dentist puts mercury in the mouth of any adult or any child, please leave that dentist, and tell them why. And say, okay, if you'll give me a letter saying you won't put amalgam in anybody's mouth, I'll stay. But otherwise, I must go. I cannot spend my dollars with you, doctor, because you're putting mercury in somebody's mouth. There are thousands of mercury-free dentists in America. And there are many listed, hundreds listed on the website that Dawn mentioned, I-A-B-D-M, iodineappleboydogmachine.org. And those are, those are the kind of dentists that uh, pay uh, very close attention to the, to the uh, lack of safety of, of mercury and uh, treat you accordingly. Um, Minamata uh, was an idea for years, and in 2010 uh, galvanized to a uh, beginning of sessions. The world, the assembly of nations, and we're talking every nations. We're talking people that won't ever sit down at the diplomatic table, sitting, sitting there to work together from from everywhere in the world, 140 some nations, convening five times around the world, starting in Stockholm, then Tokyo, then Nairobi, Montevideo, and Geneva. In between were many uh, smaller sessions. The regions would meet before each meeting. I'm sure there were there were uh, uh, 25 formalized meetings and then just many rump sessions. I met with the U.S. State Department, uh, I'm sure, 20 times over this process and met with governments all over the world. I've been all over the world in this process. Um, and uh, 21 uh, 20 to 21 countries, in fact, 20. Six site visits uh, working on mercury free dentistry. The, Mer- the Minamata Convention on Mercury, after five intense sessions, uh, finished in Geneva in 2013. It was then signed in Minamata, Japan in November 2013, October 2013, and it deals comprehensively with all major sources of mercury. One of the major sources of mercury pollution is dental amalgam. It had to be in the convention. The World Dental Federation and the American Dental and British Dental Association were there to stop it. They failed we won. Uh, they shouldn't have, frankly, I hate to say that they shouldn't have, frankly, just brought a whole bunch of white guys from Western Europe and the U.S. there. You know, I mean, our team, our team was the most diverse people. And I want to tell you the most educated people. I mean, our leaders around the world, our Bangladesh leader, is a, he runs a group there. He has a Ph.D. from Duke. Uh, the leader from Cameroon has a Ph.D. from Kobe University in Japan. Uh, we have engineering Ph.D.s, uh, dentist leaders from Philippines, the UK. The U.S., uh, South Africa, Australia, physicians, uh, lawyers—just an incredible group of people were there, men and women from all over this planet, working to make sure that amalgam got into the convention, and it did. So now the key is to implement. Now the treaty is not ratified; it's not legally binding, but it can be. And give the U.S. credit here: United States, the Obama administration doing this was the first to ratify, the first to ratify this treaty. The very first, and we get fifty, and we're up to twenty some as I speak. We get fifty; it becomes legally binding. We will get fifty; we'll get that by next year. So the European Union will weigh in, and they weigh in individually and collectively, and that's twenty some countries. So we'll get there. We've got a lot of countries all over wanting to ratify. Now, before it's been ratified, though, we're working to implement the amalgam provision. And I mentioned we've gone all over the world. The progress is just so exciting. You see, mercury dentistry in hospitals in India and Cameroon mercury-free dental schools in Nigeria and Bangladesh, uh, national stakeholder conferences to end amalgam in Paraguay and the Philippines. Um, Most dramatically, Dawn, was a two-day workshop for the Francophone African community, and by that I mean the countries where uh, French is the national language, and there's uh, many such countries in Africa. The Francophone African community, governments and nonprofit groups from 13 African countries, countries convened in Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire, or for the Anglophones, we call that Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire, co-sponsored by the UN Environmental Program and our world organization, the one where I'm president, and that's the World Alliance for Mercury-Free Dentistry. So that event has it continues to galvanize interest in Africa, but as I've mentioned, we, we're, 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 we're all over the world working, and we're going to continue to be in selected countries, and as we work in selective countries, it has a penumbra effect on the neighbors.
2: So I heard you say that you all worked really hard to get amalgam ratified into that treaty. Um, I know that there are mercury in vaccinations, that there are mercury, you know, that there is mercury in things like a sphygmomanometers, a blood pressure cuffs in physicians' offices. Can you give us some other sources that the treaty had in mind before you all even introduced the concept of amalgam?
3: Well yeah the, the blood pressure devices and the thermometers was was uh, pretty pretty well uh, supported before things started and that has a that 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 is in the that is in there um uh there there's provisions on 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 all the uh, products um uh, all, on a lot of major products uh, unfortunately not vaccines unfortunately not vaccines um and and uh that the 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 um but but there's also industry uses. China has the biggest problem there. Way huge amounts of mercury in industry, and and that's a section. There's a product section, an industry section, an air A I R section that deals with the mercury from from power plants. India has big problems with that, but so does the United States. So well, we're starting to conquer ours. We're doing some pretty good things with our US EPA with that. But the, but the, the power plants, the waste, the waste and the waste disposal. There's sections trying to deal with mercury all the way through. Oh, back to the mining, the initial mining of mercury. You know, we got to quit taking that stuff out of the ground. There's still mining of mercury going on in China. Well, we shouldn't mine it anywhere because we get it, we mine it, we put it on the market. The biggest use and the most tragic use of mercury of all is in the gold mining. We don't see that in the United States, but in Indonesia and Brazil and Cambodia and Burkina Faso and uh, Philippines and around the world, um, those who are doing small-scale gold mining. I'm talking like the 49ers did it in this country 150 years ago. Individuals and families just digging for gold, panning for gold, in where gold has been discovered. Mercury is used, overused, abused. It should never be used, but it globs the gold. So it was used by the 49ers. It's being used now. And it should not be it 's the biggest use of mercury. It has to stop and want I want to tell you one of the sources one of the sources of that mercury is. Dental amalgam, dental mercury, bottles of dental mercury that are sold to be used in dental offices, and everybody knows that's not its purpose at all. It's, it's black marketing, and there are dentists in this world involved in it. I want to say dentists, pharmacists, others who are sitting there doing. In fact, where there's a sign. There's a, there's a store in one of these gold fields where people can buy things, and it says Mining Equipment and Dental Supplies. That's the name on it, Mining Equipment and Dental Supplies. There's no dentist there. That's a joke. What they mean when they say dental supplies, they mean you can get your bottles of mercury here and take them out to the gold fields and use them and get your whole family sick and get the community sick. And so we've got to stop the, that mercury use. But one way to do it is to ban mercury amalgam because I assure you it is being used there as one of the ways that, 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 that unscrupulous, very unscrupulous, unethical dentists are profiting from that in a number of countries around the world.
2: Yes, when when I started off in dentistry, you had a pellet and then you mixed it with drops of just pure mercury and put it in a little capsule in a piece of equipment called a titrator. And it jiggled back and forth and back and forth and pushed the mercury into that little uh, round disc of uh, metals. Um, silver being part of it and tin and a few other things. And when you finished, you had something that was a little malleable that you could work with and put it in the mouth. But the hygiene that was used was atrocious. You used a carrier, you tapped it out, you flipped it on the floor. It, it went absolutely everywhere. You were using a squeeze cloth with your hands and no gloves, and you were squeezing out what you thought was excess mercury in order to make the, the filling a little drier. And so in some of these countries, I am sure they are doing the Phil, same thing.
3: Fill it, but I'm telling you, the enthusiasm for mercury-free dentistry is greater in these countries because we can work directly with them. They don't have an ADA that is so embedded in keeping the status quo. And dental schools where the professors, I mean, we're professors at some of these dental schools. University of Connecticut, I just saw a letter from the guy where there's an op-ed Published by Dr. Briner, Mercury Free Dentist, and a and physician, Dr. Mitchell and a councilwoman in Connecticut, saying we've got to have choice. We cannot have mandated mercury for the poor in Connecticut, Medicaid. This UConn, University of Connecticut, on his stationary dental school professor said amalgam is not fifty percent mercury. He writes the Hartford Current and says that. This is a man who chooses to be profoundly ignorant. They want to be ignorant because they profit off it. They want to keep teaching the d- dental students to keep using mercury fillings because that's how they've been doing it for decades. And that is shameful that a health professional would have that intentional ignorance. Amazingly, in other countries, while well, I'm sure there are those kind of people, you don't see that in the leadership um, I'm thinking of a general the general in charge of the dental corps in Bangladesh for example he is switching the entire army of Bangladesh, the army dental corps to being mercury free he's open minded we're, we're,
2: we're going to take, take our last break here and when we come back we're going to talk about how the IABDM tried to address it here in the United States and find out some more from Charlie we'll be right back
1: You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Dawn at drdawn.net. That's drdawn at drdawn.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection.
2: I'm Dr. Don Ewing and we are wrapping up our se- session with Charlie Brown. We've been talking about what you can do as a consumer to make a difference to end mercury being used really in anything, but we're trying to focus on the amalgam issue in the fact that some people don't have a choice as to what's being put in their mouth. They take their kid to a dentist, and their dentist puts a filling in because there's decay, and they walk out with a pretty silver filling that is 50 percent mercury. Uh, and our organization, the IABDM, that we try to educate our practitioners to be not just mercury-free but mercury-safe. That provides a a safe way for these amalgams to be removed. As an organization, we also get involved at a, a you know, on a legal uh, front. And that meant that at one point in time, we wrote a letter as an organization to Henry shine uh, which is a company that still sells mercury fillings. And we, so we thought if we got together that we could try to make a difference. Uh, Charlie, do you have any comment on, on your involvement in that?
3: Sure. Henry Shine sells more amalgam than any company in America and big profiteering and uh, continues to be. Um, kind of an in-your-face attitude um, uh, uh, all along. Um, We are trying to both challenge companies like that, and we really appreciate working with IABDM on that issue. We've worked together on the fluoride. In in Portland, I remember connecting. You've worked with the Henry Schein issue. You've worked for with our Aetna petition. You continue to help us and, and work with us in so many ways. And um, I, I, I think we uh, need to show these companies it is no longer profitable to, to, to uh, deal in mercury fillings. That message has gotten across in Europe. The European... Dental Materials Conference last time in Birmingham, England, had as its theme at the top of the program the demise of amalgam, the demise of amalgam. And the whole theme was, no problem at all, we're going to make plenty of money selling the other stuff, making and selling the other materials, which of course they are. They are. The same with the mercury-free dentist. Nobody goes to the poorhouse. There's going to be no elimination of jobs. These guys simply have got to catch up with the 21st century. Amalgam is a primitive pre-Civil War concoction that isn't even good. It isn't even a good technologically, and you know that, your members know that. So, I mean, it is just time to stop making it, to stop selling it, and stop using it.
2: Yeah. I, I'm very interested, and I'm sure the folks would like to know, how you got connected with Dr. Mercola
3: well dr mercola is 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 so interested in impacting change in this country he 's such a believer he he understands policy-wise, all, so many things that can be done. And, and he's, as he said in speeches, he decided he needed to focus with real specificity on just four projects rather than trying to fight all the world's battles, because, of course, none of us can do that. I mean, so, so somebody can be a governor, president, U.N. secretary. They can't fight all the battles. You have to choose. He's chosen four. Mercury-free dentistry, ending the mandate of fluoride in water, safe vaccines, Thank you and organic food, and the right to know about that something is genetically modified. So he works with four key NGOs. The other three are just wonderful NGOs with wonderful leaders, Barb Fisher of the National Vaccine Information Center, Paul Connett of the National Fluoride Action Network, and Ronnie Cummins, a Texan Don, with the Organic Consumers Association, and then myself with the Consumers for Dental Choice. And that was really Dr. Mercola choosing to to, you know find people that he thinks are going to have an impact and we want to do uh, we, we want to make him proud because he certainly helps us dramatically uh, with ideas with information with fundraising opportunities I mean with technology um, they have just gone to the mat for me and our NGO non- meaning nonprofit group consumers for dental choice and for the other three outstanding uh, nonprofit groups as well that I just mentioned
2: Now. I realize that as this is airing, the um, Mercury Free Week is over. But can you please elaborate on the generosity of Dr. Mercola in that event?
3: Well, for the fifth year, he matched uh, funds. Whatever people gave to us, uh, he matched the dollar for dollar up to $100,000. And he's done that uh, Uh, Year after year for a week, a 10-day period, we usually extend it a little. And that just shows how much he wants to challenge us all to get involved and how he is going to be the banker, if you will, be the one that matches whatever people give. And he's done that. Uh, it 's not all he does though he does he does uh, does uh, technology help he does ideas. I work with Steve Rye as Chief of Staff quite interactively and with the rest of our health Liberty team. but yeah I, I certainly a dentists who do donate to us I, I feel we 're quite an efficient and quite an effective group. Our track record fighting for mercury free dental dentists and, and consumers that want mercury-free dentistry, the environmental fight, the national state-by-state and national and international fight. We're doing all that, and we're singularly focused. We're singularly focused on one issue, which is ending the use of amalgam worldwide.
2: Now, can you tell people what that money is actually going for, the bulk of the money?
3: Uh, well, sure. Um, it, it it go it goes first. To we we have a small organization here, very small, uh, uh, two person office that does the does the legal work, does the advocacy work, does the organizing work. Um, we have uh, nonprofit group partners uh, around the country and around the world, that because we are the Mercury Free Dentistry, we're asking them to work on these projects. We pay costs for all kinds of folks. We had to move like, people like a chessboard for the Minamata Convention and since to get people. I mean, somebody in in, uh, in India and Bangladesh and Uruguay and Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana just really can't raise very much money to travel to, to international conferences or to start uh, projects. And uh, we, we are present. We're present in 30-some countries uh, working uh, for mercury-free dentistry. But back home, and this is where the bulk of the money money goes and stays. Uh, we have projects in the states. We, as I mentioned, the Medicaid initiatives in, in Oregon and Connecticut. The, the uh, we're going going to announce. We haven't announced yet an, an insurance uh, fraud initiative. And we have our target states picked out. Uh, two two states picked out. Uh, the Indian health petition. The FDA battle. Um, all these, and that we have a medical advisor. I mean, just. You know, physician part time. He's an environmental justice advocate. I mean, we have people. We we, we, we obviously do press. We try to do it well. Um, so it's it's a it's a it's a very efficient. It's 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 a group that's small enough we can turn on a dime. Um, we have media expenses and travel for ourselves, but we really are, um, I think, quite quite effective in, in, as a very small organization. And Dr. Mercola uh, tends to echo that when he talks about us.
2: So I think it's important that people know that this is one place where one person can make a huge difference. I want to make sure that, Charlie, you give them every opportunity to reach you. So any kind of uh, contact information you have, can you please share that again? And, And you guys grab a pen and paper and make sure that you get this down.
3: You want to get on our list. Meaning, our list is you get you get announcements from us. They aren't regular. They're when something's going on. It's important. Charlie at toxicteeth.org. CharlieToxicTeeth.org. If you want to donate to us, you go to our go to our website page, donate. Uh, There's the, a the button, donate, or, 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 you, or you just want to go to our website to get information. It's uh, it's Mercury-free.org or ToxicTeeth.org. Uh, um, but we ask people to stay engaged. We ask people to sign petitions. We ask people to sign letters. If it's a state where we're active, we ask them to come to an event. All these things are things that we think uh, people can be involved, and it can produce results. Again, we're singularly focused. We're focused on ending amalgam. The other side is much more dispirited. I mean, they simply know they're losing numbers. The ADA at some point knows it's going to have to move on, the American Dental Association, because they won't have a membership. If they, if they stress mercury, it's, uh, 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 amalgam, and they are backing off. Their rhetoric is changing. It has to. Uh, the same with the manufacturers. The manufacturers in Europe have thrown in the towel. They might throw in the towel in this country. I, I think the, the, the opportunities are great. Uh, the impact is specific. And, frankly, we've got to stop putting mercury in the mouth of, of children, all children in this country, all children in this world, and all adults. Um, it's, it's a winnable battle. It's definitely a winnable battle.
2: I hope you guys can see how passionate he is. And I am so honored that Charlie was able to be with us this week. I want to make sure and and have our listeners know that next week I'm going to have Nicholas Myers on, who is going to be talking about 10 reasons to avoid mercury fillings, more than just one, that it's toxic. And if anyone is listening and they're interested in our upcoming conference, that'll be in Nashville, October the 8th through the 11th. Until then, the word of the week for this week is Minamata. I want to thank everyone for listening. And again, Charlie, I really want to thank you for your enthusiasm and for the work that you do. And you know that anything I can do for you to support you would is I'll just do anything.
3: Well, Dr. Don Ewing, thank you. And I B D M, thank you.
1: Thank you again for tuning in to the Tooth Body Connection. Please join your host, Dr. Don Ewing, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. We'll talk again about a healthy mouth and a healthy body next week.